He's a trigger warning waiting to happen. This is the Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. You found the Crowley Show, where Tom's mom listens and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me. Shirtless Tom behind the glass. Check them out on Twitter, at FBomber73 and at ButtonPusher970. We've got a pair of Steelers tickets to give away. I got a tweet already from Brian saying, you might have a hard time giving away those Steelers tickets. Why does anyone want to go see JV Ball? Not me. I'm sure a lot of people would line up for free Steelers tickets in a must-win game. So the way you're going to get them is you call in at 412-922-2874 and you pretend to be Tom's mom who's mad about how much he's shirtless, how often he is not wearing a top in the cheese teases, and if you do the best one, we'll give them to you. Here's an example. Oh, no. Really? Yes. Tom, would you like to play yourself in this, or should I just lecture you? It, just go ahead. I'll be myself. Okay. Honey? <laughs> yeah. Again with the shirtless thing? This time you're wearing a Darth Vader ma- So now you're evil and shirtless? Did you talk to them about this yet? I did. I tried. And what's happening? It doesn't seem like anything's changed. It doesn't seem like things are going to change. It doesn't seem like anything's changed, Tom. And I'm very disappointed in you. You're not a, you're not a real professional. And... You should move out of our basement. I live upstairs. I love you. I love you, too. And I just don't want to see you taking advantage of him anymore. I appreciate that, Mom. I love you so much. Oh, my God. Give me a hug. Oh, come here. Dad, come here, too. Wow. Pretty good. good. Crowley, I got to say, I'm really flattered with the way you portrayed my mom there. That oh, she's sweet. a lovely woman. That was yeah. sweet. Lovely woman. I'm glad. I was worried where you no. were going to go with it, no. but that was the right light, and we, I appreciate no, you we would being never go accurate. the other way. No. Could I try? Yeah, go ahead. Of course. Okay. Hey, Tom! That's the other way. There we go. Tom! Tom, come in here! Hey, Tom! Yeah, Mom, when did you start smoking? Tom, you don't talk back to me. Now I've got a problem. I've been seeing you on the internet, and you just are making a fool out of us, me, the family, and every one of the Offermans. And, and I'm getting all this stuff. I'm getting calls from, from your teachers at high school saying, what's become of Tom? And I'm getting calls from your Aunt Rita, and Aunt Rita's like, what is Rita. Tom doing on the internet? Oh, my God, it's so embarrassing. Can you just stop, Tom? Don't talk back when I'm talking to you. Tom, stop it, Tom. I'm trying to tell you that you are embarrassing this family and you're making a complete mockery out of the Offerman name. You gotta breathe. Tom, don't you tell me what to do. I'm your mother and this is serious. You need to listen to me, Tom. Because if you don't listen to me, Tom, you'll never grow up to be a respectable human being and a productive member of this society. I think that's good. 412-922-2874. Maybe you go to the Charlie Brown route. Womp, 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 Tom, womp, 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 womp. You want Steelers tickets? 412-922-2874. Call now! I got a tweet here. Because I sent this tweet. 
I said it's Penn's opening day. There's no drama in the locker room. Everyone quietly worked hard to get ready for the season. No holdouts, no social media hyperbole. Just a bunch of people psyched to play a game. And Jeff responds, I wonder how long till this is considered racist. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to say it because I did have a couple people hop into my mention and say, oh, I wonder why that is. You got to consider the demographic. I did get that. That's not what I was going for. But that's what they thought I was going for. Tom's upset because there were two calls there that dropped off the air. The name wasn't there. I had to go to my take first, Tom. Glenn was there, and it was only one. So that just proves that you're not even looking at the call screener. You're just trying to throw me under the bus. Does he not understand how radio works? Tom, do you not understand how this radio thing works? I mean, first, you're more concerned with not having your shirt on than you are with doing a good radio program. People don't want to call up and go up against Brian because right now he's the leader in the clubhouse for the ticket. Tom, you don't tell anything what's going on here. You just keep to yourself and you do not speak until spoken to. The people will call. You don't worry about it. 412-922-2874. You act like Tom's mom. You lecture him. You get two tickets to Steelers, Falcons, 1 o'clock on Sunday. The Capitals' homer media is at it again. Do you see that? Grant Paulson, our great friend. Great friend from 106.7, the fan in D.C., who I fought with last year about Tom Wilson. He tweeted after Brad Marchand fought Lars Eller, quote, Brad Marchand fighting Lars Eller, who doesn't fight and was not trying to fight, is what happens when Tom Wilson's not around. Marchand would never have done that if 43 was in the lineup, and Wilson would never have done that to a guy who does not fight. That's the difference, end quote. First of all, if you play hockey and your name is Lars, you have to fight. Okay, I mean, seriously, second, that's a life rule. Secondly, Brad Marchand is scum, but trying to parse hairs about which player is dirtier as a means to defend Tom Wilson, it's just flimsy. It's the typical Caps fans media saying, look over here, look over here, this guy's worse than Tom Wilson, this guy sucks, look at what he does. Oh, he's the worst guy, he's the worst player, he's the devil, that guy's worse. Because if you look at Wilson as a standalone figure, he's indefensible. Four suspensions, 103 games, now loses 20 games, $1.2 million. And the reason why he lost that much money, the reason why he ain't playing for that damn long, is because the NHL Department of the Players' Safety deemed it suspendable enough to get him out of there. And they're not usually willing to do that. Same thing happened again. I was given a take and the phone dropped off. I think Tom's Xing them out because he doesn't want people making fun of his mom. Is that what's going on? I really do believe that that's what's happening. A little suspect. It is. He's flipping me off over the board. I know. He's throwing his hands in the air. I didn't get the compliment that you got. He he liked how you handled your impression, but he did not uh, well, comment on my... Well, if you want to break it down further, we can. Yours is funnier for radio. I'm just doing an impression. I mean, I, I've never heard Tom's mother speak, so it's nothing personal. That's just how I imagine it going. I was just doing my best Tom's mom. Yeah. So you've met Tom's mom then? Shirtless mom. Okay, see, I have not. Shirtless mom. I can't believe I'm getting called a racist because of that tweet. Although I can't You know what, I though? Can't I mean, it's it, 2018. How can you not believe that? The minute, uh, And again, the people who are looking that deep into uh, it, you know... Really, you are the guy. You are the people who should check yourselves. If you're looking into something that deep, 
and seeing a connection there. Problem isn't with the person writing it. Problems with you, buddy. You know what? I'll actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it back for a second here because I do think race is involved. Canadians are great people. Yeah. I mean, the French Canadians, they are the bee's knees. They're good people. Yeah, it's fun. They're they are happy, always apologizing, thanking you. They're afraid of the dark, but... Yeah, I mean, well, the dark's scary. Other than that, though, they are wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what the hockey culture really boils down to. Yep. Canadians. Yes, Canadians. Nicest good people. people in the world. And then the Russians, they can't speak English. Oh, no, I've gone too far. See, now you're racist. Racism, again. Yeah. Crowley. What really is racist, though, are the people, like you said, Brian, who hop up in the Menchies and they're like, hmm, wonder why that's happening. Also had somebody call NFL players monsters. You want to you talk about racism? That's what that is. And then somebody responded to their tweet implying that I said that the players were monsters, and they're not. And here's the reality. They're a great Pittsburgh Steelers, who I would hang out with if they'd ever want to hang out with me, which wouldn't happen, but they're nice people. There have been Penguins before that I didn't particularly like. Uh, I'm not a guy who spends a lot of time in the locker room, but when I was around, James Neal always, I mean, that guy seemed like a douchebag. Tom Barrasso going way back, that guy was just a turd sandwich. So it happens in every sport. What I was merely pointing out is that the juxtaposition between these two sports franchises in this town is staggering. Sidney Crosby walks in. They won the championship in two out of the last three years, back-to-back. He's won it three times in his career, and he comes in, and he's like, man, I'm pissed. we got to win this thing this year. And Josh Joey, who's joining us in eight minutes here on the Crowley Show, he had a great write-up about it in The Athletic. Crosby is as motivated as ever. His teammates say he's working harder than ever. And this is a guy who's already achieved everything. Meanwhile, AB's never won junk. Le'Veon Bell's never won junk. And either of those players aren't living up to expectation. One, Bell, because he's not here. And Antonio Brown, because he's not catching the football to what the tune that we're typically uh, used to seeing from him. So... <laughs> I'm not being racist. I don't even think I'm being flamboyant. I don't think I'm being bombastic. I don't think I'm throwing uh, fuel on any fire. I think I'm just stating fact. And the number of people who agree with me shows me that they're getting tired of the Steelers' act. They're getting tired of flipping on the TV, seeing their football team lose, and then having to deal with the drama for a team that is losing. Now, last year, I know they were 13-3, and but one of their main reasons that they failed, according to a lot of fans, is because of the distractions, because of the looking ahead, because of the nonsense. And the Penguins, they don't get ever charged with any of those criticisms. They are criticized. I've criticized them too. But they don't get hit with that. And isn't it nice to have the conversation about why a team lost in terms of X's and O's in terms of fundamentals, as opposed to saying this team lost because Knucklehead A and Knucklehead B were acting a fool. I I just think the Penguins are refreshing. I know I'm refreshed. Doesn't sound like it right now. I understand that. But uh, I'm doing Steelers talk three hours a day from the beginning of time, really, uh, until the end of time. That's the way it goes. And now that we've got a hockey team that's badass, that came within a game of beating the eventual Stanley Cup champions. That was the Stanley Cup champion the two years prior to that. The fact that we got them coming around and they are now entering the conversation. Oh, boy, is it refreshing. Because I'm a hockey nerd. 
I love the sport. And some guy was ripping me today saying, I don't know what I'm talking about with Phil Kessel. And somebody else chimed in. Crowley doesn't know hockey. No, you can eat my pants. I know hockey. Uh, I will shove my stick so far down your throat it comes out your ass. And then I'll talk hockey to you while you're bleeding out. Whoa. Graphic? Little. This was supposed to be refreshing. <laughs> Cathartic. Yeah. Hasn't been. No. Down, downright violent. How's this for an X's and O's conversation? You you want me to do you want me to do straight hockey and not do Crowley show hockey? I'll do it. I'll do it right now. Penguins have six centers on their roster. They had two legit NHL centers last year. They had Crosby and Malkin, Greg McKeg, and Carter Rowney. McKeg and Rowney, they ain't centers. Not at this level. Well, the Penguins now have Derek Grant, who scored 12 goals as a center last year. They've got Matt Cullen, who's playing left wing, who is a center. they got Riley Shane as their fourth-line center. they got Derek Broussard, who's a second-line center, playing third-line center. Malkin, second-line center, who's pl- who, uh, first-line center, who's playing second-line center. And Crosby, all-world center, who's the, uh, the Penguins' first-line center. What this helps with is the Penguins were not good in the face-off dot last year. And if you've got wingers that are actually centers that can win face-offs, guess what? That's going to help you in that regard. That's going to help in possession numbers. Depth-wise itself is also badass. Let's go to Tom's Uncle Mike, who I think can do a pretty good Tom's mom. Hello, Uncle Mike. Hi, how are you? Doing all right. What you got for us? Uncle Mike, you want to talk to Tom? Is your mom a mute? Is this just his impression? Is it spot on because she's a mute? I think he hung up. Wow. Uncle Mike. The Offermans are against us today. I think the Actually, what's your mom's maiden name? You don't <laughs> have on, to say it. If on, you're really not saying it. Okay, what are you doing? What's your social security number? <laughs> Last four digits? Birthday? Coming up next at 412-922-2874. Someone impersonate Tom's mom and win Steelers Just tickets. lecture him about putting a shirt on. Yes, that's all you got to do. And and we're serious about it. I think people aren't taking it seriously. Yeah. So we'll do that. And we got Josh Yowie. Because the pens is back. It's Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. Well, can I just speak for myself here, please? No, I will not speak to you, Stat Pat. I've had it up to here with you. Well, you can hear me, okay? Just listen no! to me. Just for a second. No! Enough! Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. I tweeted this out earlier today. It's Penn's opening day. There's no drama in the locker room. Everyone quietly worked hard to get ready for the season. No holdouts, no social media hyperbole. Just a bunch of guys psyched to play a game. And there were a lot of responses suggesting that there is racial tone there from me. That's ridiculous. It's just a fact. Uh, the Penguins come in, they're ready to take care of their business, and the Steelers are a hot mess. Not every National Football League team is a hot mess. Just so you know, Pittsburgh. The other thing that I got was, oh, please look at my sport. Look at hockey. I'm not going to make any bones about it. I like hockey more than the National Football League. It's right up there with college football as my two loves in this sports world. I'm not saying look over here at hockey. I'm merely pointing out that the hockey team takes care of their shiz a hell of a lot more than the football team takes care of theirs. Josh Yoey always takes care of his stuff. He joins us now from The Athletic. For the first of, I'm guessing, many times this season. Josh, what's up, my man? 
Not much, and I was just listening to uh, your little monologue there, and I could not agree more. I just wanted to say I don't think the Penguins have ever been more popular in this city than they are at this very moment. And it's not just because they deliver championships. They just come across as likable people, and I cannot say that for the football team. Not at all, and a lot of the responses were also in that vein, too. I can't tell you how many people quote-tweeted and said, See, Steelers, it can be done. So I think that there's more than a little bit of truth there. Uh, Josh, as for uh, this Penguins team, Crosby's Penguins have won the Cup three times. How motivated is he, and are they for the fourth? I think he in particular is extraordinarily motivated. Um, I actually wrote a piece about this yesterday. and It was a couple of days before training camp, uh, Crosby was doing an interview, and I actually asked him about the Capitals winning the Stanley Cup and what his thoughts were on that, and, and expecting him to say something along the lines of, hey, you know, it was their time, good for them, they're a great team. And you know, he said something that was politically correct, but you could tell it completely bothered him. <laughs> and, and in fact, he even said, I was in Europe during the final, I didn't even watch it. And, and he just seems more motivated than ever to get it back, and his teammates said the same thing. Carl Hagelin said this guy's on a mission, and Matt Murray said he's literally never worked harder than he has this training camp. So uh, the whole team is hungry, they, and I, I truly believe, even though Sid would never tell you how many cups he, he wants to win, he knows Gretzky won four. I don't think he doesn't want to get at least that many. I'm sure he does. Well, that's a really good point. I was going to ask if it's the Capitals thing or if it's just somebody else holding the cup instead of him. I almost feel like the Penguins' mindset is the Capitals are leasing this thing. We own the cup. <laughs> uh, no, that's fair, and I think the fact that it was the Capitals that won, of course it bothered them. Um, the Capitals and the Flyers are by far their two biggest rivals. There's no question about that. And, you know, the Penguins have always been big brother to the Capitals, and Crosby's always been big brother to Ovechkin. Ovi's never been able to beat him at anything, Olympics, regular season, postseason, you name it. And he finally did. So, yeah, that sings a little bit for the Penguins. There's no question, and... uh it's addictive, the championship. It really is. When you get a taste of it, you want it more and more. I've had so many players tell me that over the years, and I feel like the Penguins are a little under the radar right now. I feel like no one around the league is talking about them a whole lot. I think they're a better team on paper than they were at the end of last season, and they're a heck of a lot more fresh. So I think they're in a really, really good spot right now. Yeah, I brought up hyperbole in that little rant to open up the segment. This might strike people as hyperbole, but... I mean, I don't think you can get deeper than how deep this team is right now. No, I mean, it, it's it's absurd, really. You talk about center being an important position. Well, you know, when you they have Crosby, Malkin, you got Crosby, Malkin, and Broussard, that's good enough. But, you know, then you got Shane and Cullen on the fourth line. And let me tell you how important that is. And Cullen and Shane have both admitted this to me. They're basically both going to cheat like crazy on every faceoff all season. And if they get tossed out, guess what? There's another center on the ice. Um, that's a really nice thing to have. You're going to see those two in a lot of defensive zone situations. Um, so yeah, they're incredibly deep down the middle. Uh, on the blue line, I think Ricola might be a really good player. Uh, Jack Johnson's going to fit in fine. He's not a star, but he's not as bad as a lot of people think. They have eight legitimately good NHL defensemen. Not many teams can say that. Uh, on the surface, I don't really see any weak spots with this team. And, boy, depth is certainly not a problem. You expecting a bounce back from Broussard, Josh? Uh, what's that about Broussard? I'm sorry. I a bounce back? You. you think he'll play better than uh, he did last year? Yeah, I really do. He had a good camp. He's not going to put up huge numbers. People need to understand that. He's not getting top six minutes. He's not playing on the top power play. So 
to expect him to go out and score 30 goals is a little ridiculous, but just watch how he plays. The quality of play is the more important thing with him, I think, as opposed to the numbers he puts up. I think he'll be better. He was unhealthy last year. He had a groin problem in the playoffs. I think that did affect him. He's not a great player, but he's a really good one, and he's going to get to take advantage of uh, third-pairing defensemen a lot, being on the third line, and uh, I think he's going to be very effective. He had a heck of a good camp. What do you think about Chris Letang? I mean, I know he says he's a thousand percent better or whatever the number is that he threw out there that doesn't make any actual mathematic sense, but he seems to feel confident. Uh, and I would imagine that they don't need to play him as many minutes with how deep that they are defensively uh, this year. So uh, what are you expecting from him? Well, he still is ultimately the X factor on this team, isn't he? Um, I know they won a Stanley Cup once upon a time without him. I wouldn't expect them to do it again. Uh, he is that important. Uh, he looked good in camp. He always looks good in camp, though. So. Uh, not many people on this earth can skate like Crystal Tank can. Um, we have to wait and see. I do think he's in better physical condition now than he was last year at this time. And I do think that played a role probably. Uh, you know, he wasn't able to train the previous summer. We all know that coming off of the next surgery. So I, I think he feels better physically. And I can't think that he would play any worse than he did last season, quite honestly, yeah. because he was a train wreck for proportions of the season. He'll be better. The question is how much better. And I don't know yet. I'm very curious to see. And by the way, Justin Schultz was the guy who saw the most of the primary time, I would say, on the top power. Oh, play you're, you're, you're a, you're a wily veteran, you, Yoey. I was just typing that up as the next question. Uh, I think you're going to see Chris Letang a lot more on the top. You know, just watching practice the last few days, I really think they're angling in that direction, which is interesting. You know, it's a really good problem to have. They're both really good on the power play. I don't think anybody would deny that, but um, Schultz is the guy that was on that top unit most of the year, but I think you're going to see Crystal Tang there a lot tonight. Josh Joey from The Athletic joining us here on The Crowley Show. I thought you made a really good point in a piece that you wrote on The Athletic, Josh, saying that the power play is likely to take a step back this year because it was the best in franchise history, and the reality <laughs> is you're, it's just tough to put up the same kind of number. It doesn't mean that they won't be great, but I think that expectation management is uh, something that we should be doing prior to the season so people don't jump off the bridge whenever they're clicking at 24% instead of 26.1. Yeah, the power play only goes one for five tonight. I don't think people should get upset. Uh, what they did last season, I mean, that was historical. And that was They were the best power play in the league by a mile. Uh, they'll be very good. I'm sure it will be a top five power play, but uh, to expect it to click like that would probably be asking a lot. And I realize it's the same players. So, yeah, the expectations are high, as they should be. But, no, what they did last year was absurd. So to expect 26 27% again, uh, I, I'd be a little surprised if we see that. Is Ricola the real deal? You know, I think he might be. Um, it's very difficult to determine that kind of thing in the preseason because, yeah, he looked great. He scored a pretty goal. But he was also doing that against a lot of AHL players. So I, I want to see him play more against NHL players before I make up my mind. But, boy, I did my own little uh, independent study in the locker room asking five or six guys if he's the real deal. I asked defensemen, forwards, goalies, and every single one said, wow, this hmm. guy is legit. So and I think I there was actually a bad word in there that you put on the in the column, Josh. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to use the bad word on your show. Oh. We have... Uh, the freedom and flexibility at the athletic to use uh, profanity, which I greatly enjoy and take advantage of on occasion. But uh, suffice to say, uh, yeah, his teammates are really, really impressed with this guy. 
Josh, is the long summer off going to pay as many dividends as people seem to think? I think it will early. Um, I don't think that's as big of a deal as people necessarily make it out to be in the second half of the year when everyone finds their legs. But the Penguins were pretty rotten in October and November last year for long stretches. And I think it just took them a while to get going. They just weren't ready for the season, more mentally maybe than anything. And I do not sense that at all. I, I sense quite the opposite. This is a very motivated hockey team. I haven't seen them this motivated in years. I, I, I'm telling you, they just seem really fresh and uh, extremely eager to start the season. I, I expect them to have a very good October. More goals this year, Simone or Sprong? Uh, I will get Simone because I think he'll ultimately get more playing time. But it, it could go either way. We know how talented Sprong is. I just don't know where he fits him. Simone has an advantage. She's a left wing, naturally. And the Penguins aren't that great at left wing. Really, after Gensel, they don't have a lot of offense. Haglund, obviously, is an important player. Whereas, you know, Sprong is a natural right wing. Who's he going to supplant? Hornquist? Kessel? Russ? Yeah. No. So that's his issue right now, and I, I, I just don't know how much he's going to be in the lineup. Is Murray closer to the guy he was last year or the stellar player he was the first two? Um, he had a very good camp. And I think he's got some of his, uh, I believe the kids call it swag Whoa. back. Um, and he didn't have it last year quite as much. Last year took a toll on him. And we all know the off-ice issues he had to deal with. Um, he's just exuding confidence right now. And I, I was talking to him yesterday, in fact, and I just looked at him. I said, you're going to have a pretty big year, aren't you? I can kind of feel it. And he just kind of shook his head. He said, yeah, that's the plan. And he's like all business. So, I, yeah, I think he's going to be good. Um He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's one of those guys who knows what's being said about him. And he's heard all the people say, well, he only had to be good in those Stanley Cup runs. He wasn't great. Flurry might have, you know, bailed everyone out in Washington in Game 7. He hears all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I, he's a very motivated guy, very prideful. Matt Cullen is a 1,000 years old, but he plays like a 999-year-old. Uh, has he looked <laughs> Has he looked spry? Does he look like a guy who can contribute? I dare say that Cullen looks as fast as ever. Wow. Um, I think they're going to be careful with him. There's no need for him to play 82 games. There's no need for him to play on the second night of back-to-back. That would be foolish, in my opinion. Uh, the wheels are going to fall off at some point. The guy does turn 42 on November 2nd. But just watching him in camp, he was literally one of their best players in training camp. The guy could still fly. And with he and Riley Shea on your fourth line, boy, that's a very good foundation. Those are two good, responsible defensive players who can score a little bit. Uh, I really like that combination. I don't think any Penguins are going to die tonight because there's no Tom Wilson on the ice. Uh, You know, uh, Capitals media is saying, well, he's not as bad as Brad Marchand. Yeah, he is, and that's a nice attempt at deflection. Uh, Did the Department of Player Safety finally get it right here, Josh? Yeah, I think they did, and I don't want to let them off the hook entirely because they should have suspended yes. the guy numerous 100%. times in the last few years. So I don't want to give them all the credit in the world. Do I agree with the ruling? Yeah, I do. And, um, you know, Capitals coach Chuck Reardon just announced about an hour and a half ago that uh, Wilson was expected to appeal the suspension, and a lot of his teammates have come to his defense. And I understand that his teammates, I get that. But, you know, that's not, he's not going to change if everybody around him is going to enable him, and that's what it feels like right now to me. And I, I just walked past Billy Guerin 10 seconds ago, and I'm reminded of hey, Bill. When, all the Matt, when all the Matt Cook stuff was going down, and Billy Guerin was still his teammate. And Guerin came out to the media and said, I'm sick of this. I don't want to play with this guy anymore. <laughs> He's going to play like that. I think that helps Matt Cook. 
Uh, last thing here for you, Josh. Uh, I said that Phil Kessel is one of the players that needed to bounce back, and I lumped it in with a couple of other guys, and it's because Phil Kessel didn't have a very good playoff. It was because he was hurt. Fine, I get that. Here's my problem with Kessel, and I'm a huge Kessel fan. I make no bones about it. I'm not going to lie. I'm transparent. I don't care enough to lie about it for takes. I think that if he gets hurt again this year in the regular season, maybe sit for a game or two and get healthy so you're ready for the playoffs. Who cares about the streak? Well, there's no question it has been an issue. Um, I know for a fact it was two years ago the Penguins finished the regular season in Madison Square Garden, a totally meaningless game. Cole and Kessel played all 81 games that season. Mike Sullivan told them both they weren't playing. Ian Cole said, okay. Cole Kessel said, absolutely not. I will be playing. He takes that streak so seriously. It's the ninth longest streak in NHL history. It's an impressive thing. But at some point, it probably does become selfish. And I don't think there's any question he was banged up last year. He probably shouldn't have been playing late in the regular season. And maybe that did hurt him in the Penguins in the playoffs. See, validation from Josh Yoey. I'm good now. Penguins, <laughs> absolve me, please. Uh, Josh, thanks for the time, man. Really appreciate it, and look forward to following you all year long, buddy. All right, buddy. See you soon. All right, that's Josh Yoey of The Athletic. My God, Penguins hockey. Oh, 22 minutes away. 32? 32. 30, 28. Oh, math, bad. 25, 26, 20, 31 minutes. Doesn't matter. Don't do math on the show. It's Penguins coming hockey coming, coming up. You don't tell me when to go to break, Tom. I'll tell you when we're going to break. Stop doing okay? that. Okay? I'm the boss. I'll tell you when I go to break. Go. I'll tell you right now. Hey, I'll Adam, go to break Adam, when Adam, I want to. Go to break. I'm going to break when I want to. Okay? You- this is the Adam Crowley Show. Oh, I like him. <laughs> He's a handsome guy. ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and 106.3 FM. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Penguins against the Stanley Cup champion, Ugh. Washington Capitals tonight at the PPG Paints Arena. Why do you even say it? I don't Why? think I've really said it much today, and then it comes out, and it you want to pull it right back in. They're the Caps, dude. Just don't say anything. They're the Caps. It hurts me to my core. There's no championship associated with them. It's a new season. Screw those guys. Our buddy from the point of Pittsburgh, Vince Communal, he tweeted out that he was walking in the PPG Paints Arena, and he heard a Penguins fan say, man, it's going to be odd being here for opening night whenever there's not a banner-raising ceremony. Yeah. What a bunch of spoiled fans they are. We are. I'm a Penguins fan. <laughs> Unabashedly so. West Virginia Mountaineers, Pittsburgh Penguins, the rest is gravy. Well, it's clear out of your two loves, hockey and uh, college football, you're only getting a championship out of one of them. Sorry. Enter Will Greer, the Sidney Crosby of the West Virginia Mountaineers. Oh, gosh. This is why I don't say anything. I didn't want to push you forward or deeper into this. Pens tonight, baby. Woo! Woo! Yeah, all right. And you know what? The hottest take of the day is that the Penguins are not the Steelers. Hit it, Tom! It's time for the hottest take of the day. <laughs> Twas the night before penguin season, 
And all through the town, not a hockey player's bitching like Antonio Brown. The banners are hung from the rafters with care in hopes that another soon would be there. Sidney Crosby was nestled all snug on his mattress while Le'Veon Bell and his agent sat flat on their asses. The Steelers players are acting like clowns. Can you even believe that they tied the lowly Browns? And Hornquist in his kerchief and Gino walking from his nap, waking, damn it, had set their sights on the incoming caps. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, Todd Haley was stumbling around like a drunken Mad Hatter. Away to the window, rust flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The lights from PPG Paints Arena on the parking lot below gave the luster of a midday glow. When what to Brian's wonderful eye should appear but a team full of depth ready to kick it into gear. With a little old leader, so cute, look at him. You call him Rutherford, I'll call him Jim. More rapid than line changes, his players they came. He whistled and shouted and called them by name. On Crosby, on Malkin, Murray and Kessel. On Haglin, on Hornquist, on Sprong and Jake Gensel. To the top of the wall, climbing the board, Sidney Crosby and Malkin have their sights set on awards. Laying a finger on Aston Reese's once-broken nose, Crosby gave a wink, and up the standings they rose. He sprang to the bench, and Sullivan blew the whistle. Haglin took off as fast as a missile. I heard Mike exclaim as Pittsburgh showed their might. Merry Christmas to all. It's Penguins opening night. Let's take the day. Woo! Other crap. I spent all morning writing that stupid poem. (laughs) There are no other crap. Woo! Other crap. It's been 1,055 days since the Browns won on the weekend. Woo! Other crap. It's something like 60-some days uh, until Christmas. Woo! Other crap. Wait wait a second. The timeliness of my poem is coming to question. I didn't say that. Oh, jeez. Irrelevant. Okay. Only so many shopping days. Other crap. Capitals. More like crapitals. Woo! Other crap. It's time for the three stars of the show. Third star. That wasn't one of them. Uh, wait a minute. Third star. Tonight's third <laughs> star of the show. Twitter's starting offensive lineman, Jerry Dulac. Mark, I, I look forward to blocking people it's it's a form of professional uh, assassination uh, i think i've blocked over 400 people on twitter for various, for various reasons most of which are when they start using vulgarity see you later pal so yeah I, i'm up over 400 oh i don't say anything back to him i just go oh, see you later hey have you guys heard the mark crowley show that's my dad's name it's good stuff is it really it is maybe that's what he was talking Does he want about. me to put a shirt on too he would use profanity Second star. Tonight, second star of the show, Crowley Claus. Twas the night before penguin season. Again? And all through the town. Not a hockey player's bitching like it. Antonio Brown. Why do we have to hear The this banners again? are hung oh, from the rafters with care in hopes that another soon would be there. Stop. We did not get a little old leader. So cute. Look at him. You call him Rutherford. No, I'll stop. call him Jim. Wow. 
It worked into flow because tonight's first start of the show is called Crowley Mad. You really want to know how I feel? Yes! You really want to know how I feel? Yes! I'm a little sick and tired of the outside world trying to tell us how to do the cheese teases. And it's not just Tom's mom. You walk into the elevator at work. Hey, Crowley, here's how you do a cheese tease today. Dale Lawley walks up to me ten times a day. Every day, Dale. Hey, hey, man, you should get a shirtless Tom shirt. Hey, man, you should do this. The sales guys. You know what would be funny, Crowley? Yeah, I do know what would be funny. Because I'm Crowley and you're not. Brian! knows what's funny. Tom knows what's funny. You go downstairs. The other radio hosts who don't do funny on their shows think they can do funny on our show. And you know what? We're the funny ones. Not you, Tom's mom. Shirtless mom. Not you, Randy Bauman. Oh, Randy Slack. Dale Lolly, Matt Williamson. You can stay the hell away from our cheese tease ideas, okay? Dude, you just threw haymakers again. You're scary when you get worked up. Twas a night before Penguin. Damn it. No. Twas the end of the show. Get out. I mean, look. I yeah, but no, seriously, po- though. Your poem four times in a row though, is a little you much. You know what? Seriously, though. Now good. I'm being told my poem's not funny. Your I mean, you know poem's what? funny I by thought it was itself. funny enough. I picked it as a start. This is all mine. But, but like four times in a row? Are you kidding me? Maybe overkill. Like, what is this? Maybe overkill. But I liked it, Crowley. Can you We, we can get you Crowley's Christmas poem in October on loop? Awesome. Tomorrow Halloween poem. What? Let's do Easter. No, that's not timely. Oh, my bad. Although the Steelers season is in need of being risen. Gotta resurrect that season. Tomorrow on the show, Fat Jack, 5 o'clock. Someone covering the Atlanta Falcons, Vaughn McClure. He'll be joining us at 540. (laughs) I'm going to try to get Mackie for earlier in the show, recapping the huge mega game tonight between the Penguins and the Washington Capitals. I'm nervous. Ovechkin already two points up on Crosby in the scoring race. Kuznetsov already scoring on breakaways. Oh, my God. It's flashbacks the last year all over again. Tomorrow on the Cheese Tees, you'll find out when you see it. So everyone keep your damn ideas to yourself and pipe the frig down. You too, Tom's mom. Hey, you know.